What's up, guys? Welcome back to Tea Time. I'm here with Trevor, and today we're, we're going to be discussing the Giants Week 14 performance and also just kind of the whole season in hand up to this point. Um, but I guess right off, we'll start off against this, with this game against the Packers on Monday night. Um, Very awesome game. Yeah, yeah. So uh, DeVito started out 0 for 2 and then just started turning it up. Turn it up, turn it up, turn it up. He ended this game 17 of 21, mm. 158 yards, one touchdown, no picks, and then 10 carries for 71 yards. Um, the Packers, on the other hand, um, they should have won this game. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna bullshit aside. Jordan Love, I mean, you look at the stat sheet; it wasn't a great game from him. But if you were watching the game, you saw just miscues and just miscommunications back and forth. But I, I've been, I've kind of been high on him all year. I've been kind of been on the ride, saying he's up, and, up and down, has up and down moments. But I think he's, he's coming into his own for sure now. And like there's multiple plays, multiple throws where I was just like, okay, he's a good quarterback. He's going to be something. But, you know, just drop passes. Um, Romeo Dobbs only got getting one foot inbounds in that touchdown. Mm. That was a fucking dime by Jordan Love. Um, but A.J. Dillon had his way early on, and then we kind of bottled him up. Uh, this was Dexter Lawrence's first game back. He, he uh, missed our last game. We had the bye week last week, but he missed, he missed the week before that. This is his first career missed game, mm. actually. So um, that's crazy. He he didn't play too too much tonight. You, you saw he was kind of in and out of the lineup, but Kayvon stepped it up tonight. He, he had a rough going on the end of rounds because they they kept running end of rounds to Jaden Reed, and that's, I think that's what they scored on the first time. Yeah. Um, and they just kept getting you know chunk yards out of that. But towards the end of the game, we started bottling it up. But we we saw Kayvon kind of struggle with that setting the edge and stuff. But you know it all it all worked out in the end. He he had. Tons of tackles and pressures, and, and he set, set, just even just setting the edge sometimes. Deontay Banks, he's I, I already said the three guys, but Deontay Banks, Dexter Lawrence, Kayvon Thibodeau, and also Bobby Okereke. These guys are gonna be the cornerstone of our defense for hopefully the next five to seven to ten years. Like these guys are young, they're very good. Like Banks is a rookie, he had ten tackles tonight at PBU, TFL. He he was all he's everywhere, all over the place. And we've seen you know a couple. Big plays given up toward like in the, in the season throughout this game, but overall as a collective, I'd say he's right up there with anybody else. Uh, any, any else? Any of the other rookie corners? Um, so I think he's going to be a stud for us for a long time. Obviously, Thibodeau has now has twelve sacks on the year. Um, he's monster. Yeah, he's coming into his own. I, I I'm I, I'm so like in love that we drafted him because he he's him and Dexter together on, on that D line is going to be something else. Aziz, Aziz Ojulari was making plays tonight. He's he's a guy who's been in that lineup his whole career. Um, second round pick in 2020, I believe, maybe 2021. Still getting production. Um, yeah, and he, he's when when playing, when healthy, he is a good player. Like I, I think it was last season, he had eight and a half sacks in like nine games or something like that. And he's he, he's a he's a three down player. He's not like he's a rotational guy. And you said it perfectly, having Kayvon and Dexter and guys like like that to come in and be that rotation mm-hmm. piece and still produce and even be like a combination mm-hmm. with like another puzzle piece with those other two players. You guys have a great D-line and if your offense performed better the first 6 yeah. weeks of the season, like this is a different team. Um we won some of those games like the Bills game and just one more game I'm forgetting Just at about, least but. at least pulled out some of those games like you did with the Cardinals yeah. early on in the season. Just showed some of that flash, showed some of that flair, but I mean, tonight you saw it. I mean, and I know you have more to talk about, but just real quickly, I, I think yeah, yeah, that that Pinnock, Adoree Jackson, Pinnock, yeah. everyone stepped up on the secondary. I know that there were some, you know, dropped passes and miscues like you were talking about with Jordan Love, but everyone on that defensive side of the ball, like 
They're they flying. Sh- they shut down a team on a very nice hot streak. And and it was Michael Fuller's first loss in December in his career. And he's 16-1, which is insane to think about. But, I mean, there was some plays where there were some misses and some, like, on the defense, but... You know, but even eight, then, though, like like now that you're mentioning talking about the secondary, there was a lot of moments where Jordan Love had to settle for the check down, and it was it was bottled behind the line of scrimmage or something like that. Bro, the like, first half there was like three throws yeah. over ten yeah. yards. We it's, called it out. Yeah, we called it out. It's because the coverage was it's tight, good, locked yeah, we're, down. We're in a zone the whole game, really. And of course, we, we, we Wink Martindale loves to send his blitzes. And they were they were working, creating pressures. He had to get the ball. Jordan Love had to get the ball out mm-hmm. fast and just to the back or to a flat route and. That's not going to win you a game, hitting throws into the line of scrimmage all the time. But I, I also got to shout out, like you said, the front four. Those mm-hmm. guys just balled out against the O-line that the past three weeks has been playing well, protecting Jordan Love, giving him time to make some of those amazing throws to Christian Watson and to Malik Heath, who's been emerging the past yeah. couple weeks. But like it's one of those other. Th- he had a really amazing catch, a nice yeah. zip throw to the pylon by Jordan Love. It was over in the end zone towards it was, the end. It, it was a it was perfect execution. It really was. But you couldn't have had better coverage if the guy. I don't know who was on him. I think it was a Dory Jackson. But one, yeah, twenty seven. Twenty yeah. So you you couldn't have gotten more handsy on yeah. him because that's a flag. You know, either get the flag or just you know, they're gonna score. Yeah. But how they responded after that go ahead touchdown. That's what speaks wonders about. Mm-hmm. I think more than anything, Brian yeah, Dable. Yeah. Four He's for four from Danny DeVito, over 53 yards. Saquon, a couple good runs, you know, eight up the clock. Let's talk about that fumble real quick at the end, though. The I that th- dude, when I you saw that, you're not watching it, yeah. When, when I saw that, I was like, bro, did he just. I've never seen him sell a game. It's, it's, it's always been everyone but Saquon, and this time. Saquon messed it up. And he he wins the game. Yeah, I, I was like, he normally he's the reason they win, mm-hmm. but he just I can't believe he did that. And this time it was Danny DeVito. This time on field, besides our you know celebration towards Brian Dable, it was Danny DeVito, bro. This was his game. This was like honestly his game. Like and another guy, Wando Robinson. Oh yeah, we're talking about him a lot. What do you think about him? That play action throw, you know, in that same drive, that ending drive, like it, it was he was wide open, but like dude, that's how they need to use him. Why is we saw we saw him running the ball. He was our leading rusher in the first half. Like utilize him out of the slot a lot more efficiently than the way they have been. Just with the fucking little hitch and hook routes and the curls. Like, bro, get him in space. Get him like in that second layer of the defense and let our guys start lobbing it. Who cares if Tyrod's in? Mm-hmm. Who cares if Danny's in? Get some of your fucking your Swiss Army knives out there making plays. And you saw it. Against the Packers, against a defense that shut down the Lions, that mm-hmm. shut down the Chiefs. Like, this is a good win for the Giants. Yeah. And they're one game out of the playoffs, mathematically still alive. And you got to give Dayball the benefit of the doubt. Look what he did last year with a lesser team on paper. They got, quote-unquote, better this year with some of the signings and draftees, and look what they're doing. I mean, they started out terribly. Don't get us wrong. They were a 32-31 team for the longest time. Now they're on a win streak with an undrafted free agent rookie. Three and three wins in a row. Three well, and one with him. Danny, Danny, Daniel Jones should be ashamed. <laughs> he should be. He like I don't care where he was. Like I was thinking about this like before we started this. I'm like, you asked a question. I wonder where Daniel Jones was in all this. I'm like, where he should be, uh, either on the sideline or like probably not playing, bro. Because like what, like what? 
I know this was a gritty win, not pretty all the way through here and there, but the fact that they're able to do... Like, he did this in London against his team. Daniel Jones would have lost that game today. He, he would have. and He, he, was he, not, he, he wouldn't he, have got that last drive. But he won play. this game in London last he year did. against Aaron Rodgers, and it's like, what happened? The money happened. I you That curse is real, bro. Once some of these guys sign these big deals, expectations are so fucking high, and you get what you get. And honestly, it's very telling to see that you know, we saw some success with Tyrod Taylor. At least they were able to move the ball sometimes. But with Dan- Danny DeVito, a guy that, you know, people don't obviously have tape on, but unproven, and, you know, he's slinging the rock, bro. And Fuck it. It's one thing about him that I think it was Saquon mentioned. It might have been Slayton. I don't know. Is that he has a swagger about him. And they said, like, when he, when he gets to the huddle, like, there, there's, a, there's a certain swagger and energy he brings, and that's something, something that's not accounted for in, in this, you know, arm strength, skill set, like, mobility. It's It's... How do you connect with your teammates? How how can you, you know, all be on the same page and just vibe and have 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 that excitement and energy about you? And, and you said that perfectly because I just as soon as you said that I just I flashed right to that second meeting of the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. I think where Daniel Jones just walking off the field, not even looking at Brian Dable. I can't imagine no, the Seahawks. The Se- excuse me, that game it was bad. Like I imagine he probably has none of that in the huddle. Like he might just be like a prototypical, like, come on, uh, X-Rite 4 or 5. Danny DeVito might be like, you know, come on, guys, let's fucking go. Yeah. Let's, come on, let's rile it up. Let's go. Ante up, boys. Like, you, that does create confidence. And honestly, on football, on a football field, when you have guys that are just competing, like, dogs, you, they want that. They need that sometimes, especially when you're, you know, kind of in the gutter in your record. But, I mean, let's get into some of the stats on the season. And if you want to take helm here, Go over some of the passing stats. They're pretty underwhelming. So I guess we'll start with Daniel Jones. Um, this is in six games. Uh, 900 yards, oh. two touchdowns, and six picks, and sacked 30 times. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. QB rating of 70.5. That's generous. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. I mean, we all watched the first first six games with him, whatever but he played. You, um, I just sorry to interrupt you. One hundred eight completions off of one hundred sixty attempts, sixty seven point five percent completion. That's good, but he's just hitting the flat route every time. He's averaging he averaged five point seven yards a throw. How are you in the NFL? Like that's Zach Wilson. Straight checkdowns. Like, but it's the same off. It's the same players. And Danny DeVito is pushing the ball down, and not on the not on the statue, 156 yards, but he's still that play action throw. Like I don't even see Daniel Jones attempting that. He, he would have like, threw it to, to Saquon. I mean, we are doing a lot of screens with DeVito, but he would have Dan would have panicked in the pocket and then checked down to Saquon. That I'm I'm sure of that. Like, that's how that's how like oddly I feel like his confidence was just destroyed. Shot. It was that first game in Dallas. Like that potentially ruined his Actually, career. At home, it was at home. Probably yeah. I, I, I just getting smacked like that with expectations set high. Week one, this is a team ready to go. Daniel Jones, big signing, re-signed. He's ready to take forty it to zero, and it's forty to zero. The build-up, the everything, the whole off-season. This is it. Are they going to compete with the Cowboys? Can they beat the Cowboys? Uh, no. <laughs> and it just, I think that destroyed him, bro. Destroyed the season, honestly. It, just, it destroyed the team, the yeah. season. But I think as an individual player. I think he got fucking like pimp slapped in that game. He, tra- like, he brought some energy the next week in in uh, Arizona. Well, yeah, yeah, they they did bounce back in that comeback win, but it was just 
it's Arizona. Yeah. You know, it's not a team that's. I think the week three game was the Seattle game. I want to say. Yeah. Or no, San Francisco. That's what it was. It, it just got worse and worse. Yeah. It really did. I was on the road against a fucking contender. Prime time, prime time, yeah. prime time. And that didn't help either. I won't lie. Like, just being on national TV. Oh, speaking of that, there's a tweet that I just saw that I wanted to uh, talk about now that we're on this. Um, let's figure it out real quick. How do I look at my like tweets? Um, Profile. Here it is. I got it. Okay. The Giants win tonight. Snaps a nine-game losing streak on Monday Night Football and is the Giants' first home win on Monday Night Football since November 14th, 2016, when the Giants beat the Bengals 21-20. I watched that game. Andy Dalton and Eli Manning. Um, wins on Monday Night Football. Tommy DeVito, one. Daniel Jones, zero. <laughs> That's telling. But yeah, I, I remember that, I remember that, uh, that Bengals game because uh, Odell. Odell, he had a nice little, like, Route like a curling up, something like that is nice fucking route. Um, it's oh, funny that I remember that game. And we'll talk about Odell obviously in the recap yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. having a nice little resurgence in Baltimore with Lamar, and they just had a nice win. And we referenced that uh, in the Bucks episode if you guys check that out. But obviously, stay tuned on the YouTube for our uh, NFL weekly recap and more content on there. Tea time reports, all the supports greatly appreciated. I apologize for always plugging, but it's just a part of the game, mm-hmm. you know. It's a part of the game, but did you want to go yeah, over... Yeah, I guess I'll continue with the stats, yeah. So I guess I'll talk about Tyrod real quick. He, I guess he played in seven games. Damn, I didn't know it was that many. Um, But 579 yards, two touchdowns, zero kicks. It's whatever. It's, it's He played I, better than Dan, but it's, it's whatever. He was 57, 57 completions and 87 <laughs> attempts, which is wild yeah. in seven games. Should have beat Buffalo. He should have had that win under his belt. A revenge game, mm-hmm. low-key. But the man I want to talk about the most... Which these aren't the stats. I have actually. I pulled up right here. Okay, yeah, you yeah, have yeah, the yeah. updated stats the after the night's game. Yeah. Okay. So uh, the man, the myth, the legend, uh, Tommy DeVito. But for the sake of the show, Danny DeVito. Um. Uh, the picture of his he his, his agent looks like an Italian mobster. Just just fits. It's Tommy Cutlets, Danny Cutlets, whatever, whatever the fuck you want to call him. Danny Cutlets, da- Danny DeVito, Tom, whatever the fuck you want to call him. Dude, what if he's Danny literally DeVito. like his family? Like, he's just one of those, like, New York, his family, <laughs> New, Jersey. New Jersey, excuse me, like, his family's been protected by the mafia and the mob because they're like, ah, I see that kid Danny DeVito slinging that rock, I want to see him <laughs> get to the highest level, so they catered him, they're like, you go home to your mom, and she's going to have that bed made, alright? Chicken cut was made for you. <laughs> but, I want to talk about him, so 855 yards, 8 touchdowns, 3 picks, he's having the best, he's the best quarterback we've had all year, honestly. Hands down. Um, but these last three games, like his first three games, it was not about the first one, but at Vegas, 175 yards, one touchdown, two picks, 78.1 QBR. Um, next game at Dallas, 86, 86 yards, two touchdowns, one pick, 67.8 rating. But these last three games, we go to Washington, 246 yards, three touchdowns, no picks, 137.7 rating. New England, 191 yards, one touchdown, zero picks, 103.9 rating. And then we get to this game, 158 yards, one touchdown, zero picks, 113.9 rating. These last three games, he's been always been over 100, 100 QBR. He's getting better and he's better. He's getting better. He's, 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 as time's going by, he's getting smarter. The team is gelling more with him. We saw Wandale and him connect. So it's just, and I, it's, I don't know where this is going to end up, but I, I'm here for the ride. <laughs> it's one of those things where at least he actually acknowledges, oh shit, I need to get my guys that can mm-hmm. play ball, the ball. 
Like, I, I can't keep checking it down to Saquon every fucking play. He's already getting 15 to 20 carries. I can't keep checking it down to my fucking tight end, Verlander, or whatever his name is. Bellinger. Bellinger, excuse yeah. me. Or what's the other guy's name? You have another guy. Um, Cajun. Yeah. What, what, you just yeah, like, yeah. stop. Like, the, stop. Push the ball. Take the shot. He had 20 carries tonight, Saquon. Like, you can't keep... Yeah. Saquon, obviously... He's the, the guy. He's he, the captain. He's but. the guy. He's the captain. But the tread on the tires, you can't keep doing this to him. You can't keep doing it. Like, that's, that's honestly wrong. You need to give your other guys chances. Isaiah Hodges had a nice catch. Get him the ball on the nice, outside. That was a nice one. Gotcha, like, yeah. let, let's get real. Like, he Dan, was good for us last year, too. He, he did. He, he emerged in the playoff game against Minnesota. He had a nice Even couple. Even before then. Yeah, no. The, the final, like, five but games. Especially that playoff game, though. He had 100 yards and touchdown. And was, not many guys can say I had 100 yards in a playoff game mm-hmm. receiving. So, I mean, you got to get him going, yeah. Got to get those guys involved. And... Getting into the rushing is kind of not involved this game as well. And honestly, that's fine. There's going to be games like that where that's a yeah. thing. But you saw Wandell uh, Robinson emerge. Like, that's what you want. At least some of your guys mm-hmm. can feed. Feed mm-hmm. your players. Feed them the ball. Um, but getting into the rushing stats, if you want to... Yeah, I have Saquon's live stats after this game pulled up. Um, he had two, t- two rushing touchdowns uh, this game. He only had one the whole season before then. So, um, he now has 185 carries. For 783 yards and three touchdowns on the year, 4.2 yards per carry. Um, I mean, for what he's been doing with the offensive line he's had and change at quarterbacks, that, that's I'll take it from him. He's gonna probably gonna go over a thousand yards. Yeah. So I'll take it. Um, He'll probably hit over <laughs> over 250 carries yeah. too. Um, Matt Breida, uh, he had a solid, solid game today. I'll pull up his live stats real quick. It's nothing special. He's a change of pace back, but. 141 yards, one touchdown, 2.7 yards per carry. It's ugly, but at least this game we saw him come in and produce, you know, a couple of like eight, nine yard carries. So I'll, I'll take that from him. But other than that, I mean, obviously Daniel Jones, is a, he can run too. He's 200 yards. And in those, in those games, he had 200 yards rushing. Um, but even we saw this game with Danny DeVito. So he had 10 carries, 71 yards, I want to say. Um, Used him in the read option a lot. He had a 28-yard scamper down to the one. And I was I was screaming when he did that. I was like, Danny, go, like, fucking run, Danny. I was going nuts. Yeah, dude. And honestly, you saw that he had the ability to climb the pocket. Honestly, potentially, not as A quick. couple of times, he's, he's escaped the sacks. He, he doesn't do it as pretty and as quickly or maybe as athletically as Daniel Jones has and, you know, was. But I think he has just the right amount of talent to be able to be that guy to be... And know move. when to run, you know? Exactly. And he was making smart runs, like, getting down. One thing about Dan is I'll notice is, like, yeah, the pockets are ass. But, like, even when he had a pocket, he just fucking panics. You see Dan Stan... Or Danny... Dan, Danny DeVito. <laughs> we have two Dannys. Danny DeVito, he, he just steps up. Either steps up, rolls out, runs, or he steps up and just throws it. Yeah. And it takes we, the hit. Dude, the play action pass, like I said, the Rondo Robinson, that play needs to be a preface in their weekly like recap in their you know film room. Get him off platform. Get him rolling out right. Get your guys in motion, running. Get the speed out there. The mismatches. You saw the one down the left sideline when he had Devondre Campbell on. He said no chance against Wanda. And, bro, this Green Bay Packers defense is good. It's not a sleeper defense. Mm-hmm. You're not disrespecting this defense, but they... They got outplayed by Danny DeVito. And, is it, and guys, I just want you to know in preface, we say Danny DeVito just as a joke. We know his name's Tommy DeVito. <laughs> it's just a preface. I'm just I'm just saying that just so we all know that we know, you know. <laughs> but genuinely, like, you can't sleep on guys like Quay Walker. Like, they have a good linebacking court. Pressure was getting to him. And like you said, he stood in the pocket, Lucas ate Van the Nessler pressure. Tonight. 
Yeah. Javante White's first round pick. Guys, guys in his lap. And he was delivering throws, taking his taking decisive throws. He didn't have the passing yards you want out of any NFL quarterback. 156, but he had 76 rushes, yeah. over 200 over 200 yards for one player is good. That is really good. And he showed and the out. offense that he's in. Yeah, I mean that's he only efficient. he only incompleted four passes. Like that was and two of them. His first two passes. Very accurate. So he was 17 of 19 after those first two passes. Like that's efficient ball. The whole game. The whole game. And th- like I said, that is a good defense. Matt LaFleur is a great coach. He's like a Kyle Shanahan. He's like 16-0 in December until now. And and it's telling, bro. This was a telling win on a season that everyone thought was lost, and now they're still Including winning. Including me. We're 2-8. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what else would you think? But, you know. We've probably Darren Wall coming back next week, too. Which, that's going to be. a little bit of a spark. It's, that, some, it's, it's for Danny, best pass catcher. For Danny DeVito, especially with him... Getting good, the safety valve. You add an, you add in another piece to that. Something's gonna emerge. Mm-hmm. Maybe they create a little package for him, like a three play. Like, okay, here's a hot route for you. Here, here, and here. In these situations, we'll go to you, just to get him back into the game plan. Just like they did with Dexter Lawrence tonight. He wasn't always in, but he was limited. But he was playing in the crucial moments, and he was still making good third plays. Downs, yeah. yeah. Um, but I have a couple notes on the lines. I've uh, not the lines. Excuse me, the Giants. I've written down. Um, Adversity was the biggest note that I've that I wrote down. This team has gone through probably just as much, if not the most, adversity out of any team in the NFL I'd this say year. So. Um, injuries, terrible play, quarterback play, getting demoralized, getting on on, on fucking just live television with everyone watching. Just the point <laughs> multiple dif- times. <laughs> the point differential through the first five weeks was hilarious. Yeah, like it wasn't good. It wasn't NFL ball. The fact that we're five and eight now, like we bounced back a little. I know it's five and eight, but we and bounced it, back a little bit. It's due to Brian Dayball and. The quarterback, Danny, Danny DeVito, Tommy DeVito, bro. You got to give him props, bro. I know he's this is some guy everyone's going to be like, oh, they're going to put him in the bench next year. Bro, he's a guy that's going to be in this building. He's going to be in this building for his whole career probably if he continues yeah. to play like this, bro. They will keep now. him that's here. all that matters. Um, I, I, like I said, injuries killed the team at the start. Daniel Jones is really bad. I wrote that down. Um, Danny DeVito is a G. I wrote that down because I think that he has that swagger, like he that does. that Baker Mayfield swagger, and it's, it's like his own swagger. It's his own swagger, but like it's like that confidence, like yeah. that's like infectious. You and know, everybody fucks with him. Yeah, he's he's very just like, and I'm not comparing him to Baker because like one was a number one, one was undrafted, but like genuinely kind of the same vibe. Mm-hmm. Obviously, different guys, different things, but I know what you're saying though. You you see, like you know what I'm saying? Like he's a very like overachieving quarterback that has to overachieve to win. But, like, his confidence and swagger is an element to his game that helps everyone play better because he's kind of hyping them up. Like, yo, I'm going to get you next mm-hmm. fucking route, bro. I got you. Touchdown. Whatever. But, like, it's just that energy that you can see it's infectious. Um, the defense has overachieved in the past couple weeks. Like, they've played really well. Like, And I know, like you said, that statistically having really good seasons from a lot of your guys. But collectively, they were, I feel like they were in the gutter because... The offense was playing like shit. Mm-hmm. And while we're on topic of the while we're on the topic of the defense, let's talk about the whole Brian Dable Wink Martindale thing. What do you think's gonna happen there? I I heard that that was fake news about like the argument. He's like, the only thing we argue about is a slice of pizza. But it could just be PR. He's like, I, uh, exactly. I think there's definitely some altercations, most likely. But uh, we we can't let we can't let Wink go, right? Honestly, For what the Stevens has done, I don't like. And, and Wink says he he wants to stay in New York. No way they get rid of Wink, right? Let me say this because I wrote this down. 
I said your OC needs to go. Yeah, Kafka. I, I, I didn't say anything about Wink in this notation here because of one reason. If they're not getting along, that's good. Like I, they got fire on each other. They got fire, and you're not around yes men. Like a Josh McDaniels. Like, if he's disagreeing with you, he's going to fucking... That's a fire under he's his ass. Like, he's he's going to He's going to be like, you know, oh, Dable's talking shit about my... I'll, let me get my boys riled up. Let me get my unit ready to go. And they've been balling, bro. They've been balling. There were some great plays by Deontay Bank. The coverage was great. Everyone's been playing to the T. And, you know, a little pun there, but... I think that the uh, the problem with this team isn't Brian it's Dale. It's the offense. It's not Wink uh, Martindale. It's not your secondary. It's not your defensive line. It, your linebackers could probably, you know, a linebacker too could probably use some help there. Michael McFadden, I like There's the some guy. depth there at least. But Okurki needs assistance. Yeah, he's a beast. Um, he, he's having a stellar year. Well, I want to talk probably about like him. But the OC needs to go. The the the, the packages that are, I've been seeing, like they're like Chicago Bear-esque. With the the screens and the the short throws, it's understandable right now because of the quarterback, quarterback situation. But even with Daniel Jones, I don't know. Like I, I just I, I actually disagree because I, I'll even say this about the Lions because you need to get your threats like Jameson Williams against the Bears had one target in that game. You that's that's criminal. Yeah, that that's insulting. You need to get Rondell. Deep threats, play action. That dude, I, that one throw, that play action. I'm gonna keep talking about it, bro. That was yeah. that was surgical. That was clinical execution was perfect. Yeah. I just, I, I just want to know what it would be like, like if we ended up with like a Drake May or Jaden Daniels. Like, what would it be like if Dable and Kafka got, got to develop their own quarterback? You know, open the playbook up. Exactly, because like you look at Daniel Jones, you see he's fucking like traumatized. <laughs> I know, like previous schemes and. Jason Garrett fucking and Joe Judge breaking him. Like, yeah. They, they, they broke him. They made him extra conservative, uber conservative. Check down, check down, check down. I'm, I'm sure Dave will probably do that with him last year too, but I, I don't know. I but just it, think it was different last it year, was. bro. There was something about it that was different because even Dan was like, we were watching those games and I was like, hey, look at you go. Like, he's emerging. Even on a, like on paper, it was like, eh. That's what I'm on saying. Like, stats, maybe but... they got a, like look, look at Devito. Look what he's doing right now. Yeah, he he's a fresh, fresh like mind, and he's producing. He's playing well. I just they need to. I, I they're gonna bring they're gonna bring Devito back. They need to get they need to get Jones out after what I've been seeing. And, and get him out of the building. What if we just draft Bo Nixon? Bo Nixon. Sorry, five. We're at pick four. We're, we're, we were at pick five. We're probably at pick eight now. So I don't know. If we're gonna be in position to get, obviously trade up. Yeah, to get a quarterback, you know. But I mean, there are going to be guys still in that range, mm-hmm. though. Bo Nix, um, hopefully Jaden Daniels. Yeah, like there's there's still like three or four quarterbacks but that could I fall think that. That's pretty interesting, though. Cause, like, like I said, look, look at Devito's twenty five. He's not a young quarterback. Like he, obviously he's young, but like he's experienced. But like, he, you look at him, a lot. You look at him, and he's he's a fresh mind that Brian Dable and Kafka are in the era of, and we're on a three game win streak, and he's playing good ball. So imagine we, we did that with fucking Drake May, a physical freak, and just. Teat and just uh, uh, ha, uh, like I said, a clean slate. They can just fully input how they want them to be. I agree. Or is it to the point where they're thinking, do we just maybe rock with what we have and build up the team, and then maybe not this draft, but the following one, get our guy, trade all heaven and earth, Daniel Jones, a fucking package of picks. <laughs> well, I mean, I would, you know, if they're not going to draft a guy in this draft, I'd keep Daniel. 
and let Danny yeah. uh, Tommy DeVito start the season. And then, and then Dan back in. if it's another year where you have to use multiple, fuck it. Yeah. But build the defense up even more. Give your edge um, rushers more assistance. And just be overwhelming on that side. That's of what ball. I was thinking. It's like, let, let's say we're not we're not in position to take a quarterback. What if we took like a Malik Neighbors, the receiver out of LSU, and then we have a receiving core of Malik Neighbors, who's I think he's gonna be a good fucking player. He he is a good fucking player. Um, he's like Garrett Wilson esque if you watch him. Or too. dude, at eight, I mean, think about Whatever it. Coleman out of FSU, even, or even Keon Coleman. But my point is, a good young receiver at, in the top ten to pair with Jalen Hyatt and Wandale. That's a that's a good young receiving core if everything pans out. And then really after that, you just can do some beauty touches. Go get go get a premier tight end. Go maybe get another running back. Yeah, or, definitely another running back. And you know, I think another thing would be for me personally, if I'm them, I would go get a, a linebacker in the third or fourth round. Obviously, some but depth or something. Genuinely, I think the first priority for them is going to be maybe going for like a corner if they can. I feel like to assist Deontay Banks, because I feel like you said Adoree Jackson, some of these guys might not be here next year, um, and McKinney might be gone. I would definitely get some youth into that secondary, but I think another big thing is maybe a D-tackle as well. Give Dexter Lawrence another guy on the inside, another young guy that's just a, a monster. Go get like a Nolan Smith-esque type. I know he's a linebacker, but like esque kind of rusher, or like a James Houston type specialist. Yeah, you mean like a, just a pass rusher. Yeah. yeah, but like also maybe even, like I don't know any good prospects right now for defensive tackles. Yeah. I haven't done my research yet. Sorry, guys. But I think that would be and a nice... Yeah, we're early for that. Yeah, we're <laughs> early. But I think that'd be a nice combo as well. I feel like if they overload, especially if they continue to win games, they're going to drop out of top 10, get a physical freak on defense. Just do it. I think Joe Shane, what, what we've seen from him um, in his last two drafts is that he, he's going to find talent wherever. True. So I, I trust in him. If we're at pick 16, if we make the playoffs, if we're at pick 18, whatever. Can I say one thing about Joe Shane? In, in essence of his... I, I know we haven't seen it all yet, but it, he's still young. He's still very new to the system. Year but two. he... he His, his like, th- process it's, reminds it's me great. of Brad Holmes. Yeah. Reminds, it reminds me a lot of Brad. And Brad Holmes, I, I'm not going to lie, I think him and John Lynch are the two best GMs in the league. And, I think, and obviously, uh, Howie Roseman. Yeah, I, I think he definitely blundered with the Daniel Jones situation, but they what were they going to do if they didn't pay him? But they were, like, when you look back on the situation, people are going to be like, oh, they're a terrible deal. Look back at the actual situation. They needed to pay him. Otherwise, they would have lost Saquon, too. They would, they probably would have lost Saquon, but, dude, Daniel Jones playing on a one-year deal on, on like, it's it was, it's a franchise tag. It would have been like a $30 million cap hit just straight up on, and on, honestly, on the shit. No, said, no flexibility with it. You straight up said it. What if they just re-sign Tyrod, go him and Tommy DeVito next year if they don't draft a quarterback? I'm just saying contingency plan. Just I think Tyrod's gone regardless. I would, yeah. But like if they could go get a guy like Teddy Bridgewater, they can go get another a high-quality backup and let Tommy just, if he plays the rest From of the season. From what we've seen this year, this NFL season, is that you could have fucking... It's, Joe Schmo you starting a, on Sundays. You, you could have a Jake Browning in there. You know? <laughs> Who hasn't been playing bad. No, he's been playing well. But fucking, what's, what's the Jets quarter? Tim Boyle. Like. Yeah. But he there's no excuse for him. <laughs> he had one touchdown in college, 13 picks in college. I don't know how he was starting in the NFL. He started two games with the Lions two years ago. That's uh, when nuts. When Jared Goff had an oblique That's injury. Nuts. So I don't Just know how. the right people. Yeah. For, I don't know how he started or even got into any buildings. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> low key, but 
if we had a camera, everyone would know. <laughs> but you can, you can get it with a name like Tim Boyle, you know. But it's actually interesting. Apparently, him and Aaron Rodgers are friends. That's the only reason. Oh, so that's why. Yeah. yeah. He was on the practice squad of the Packers for the, like, last year. So people were thinking, oh, okay, he has some form of Aaron Rodgers' brain in him. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly not, though. Not at all. Maybe just to hold a clipboard and be around the young quarterback. No, yeah, to hold his towel, get the towel warmed up, get him, get him a new fresh set of maybe, cleats. Maybe lubed up. Lubed up, get the ice <laughs> bath ready, get it to the proper temperature. Get a nice masseuse in there to give Aaron Rodgers a nice, uh, you know, finish. But that's neither here nor there. Aaron Rodgers, just a legend. Hopefully we get to see him this year, but I don't want to... Like, I want him to wait till next year. I really do. That's neither here nor there. Getting back to the Giants. I guess now's a good time to talk about the rest of our season. Yes. Absolutely. I was about to say. We didn't really talk much about the defense, actually. Did you want to backtrack real quick? Yeah, we talked about him a little bit. Um, um, yeah, I mean, just Dexter Lawrence, Okereke, Pinnock. McKinney's is, has been playing really well. We had, he had the drama with Dable. Before you, before the season started, I do want to say this. You shouted out Pinnock. You were like, in preseason, yeah. you were like, look, Trevor, look out for this guy. Because like, I remember you went over to Cody's, I believe, to watch the preseason game. I think it was the first preseason game of the Giants. No, no, I was at work, I think. And I was you, watching it. You yeah. texted me, or even before you left for work, you were like, yo, bro, Keep an eye out for Pinnock. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember you saying that to me, and I, ever since then, because I, I remember you asked me, you were like, well, "What's a couple of guys I should look out for tonight?" Because I, I was going to be at work, so I, and it was it was a Lions too, like yeah, in the Lions. So and was, you can even go and back. I, and I said Jason Pinnock. I remember that now. Yeah, we did the preseason coverage of the, of the Giants, and we you talked about him on that episode. You guys can go check our receipts for sure. But um, he's been great, bro. Yeah, yeah, I, I like starter him. for sure. I like him. You're here another year for him. He reminds me of Kirby Joseph. Mm-hmm. Like as a Lions fan, I'm just trying like like similarities wise. Like that's how I like to kind of look at other teams. Like what does he? Who does he remind me of on the team I support? He he fits that overachieving safety, kind of undersized, mm-hmm. but a hard hitter. He's determined. a Wayne Martindale safety. He is. He literally is. He's just, he he can, he can go down the line of scrimmage, make some tackles, and play man coverage on a tight end. Dude, I, his clothesline speed he's, is he's fast. He's, he's like he's very like, tall and lanky, so he has like big big strides. Like Deontay Banks mm-hmm. and. Honestly, he's another guy like you said. He's gonna be there. Wayne guy. He's gonna be there for five, I ten hope years. So. Yeah, I hope so. He's. I think he's earned it. He's earned, he's earned a contract for sure. And one of those other things you got to think about is like, if Wink Martindale does leave, what happens to this defense that's been the only thing holding this team together? Know. You know, know, that's a situation where you got to think about too. Wink can't leave. I he mean, can't. after we were talking about, oh, he's the problem. The defense. No. Oh, but this is actually, after consistency purposes and looking back at the season, and we'll go over the and schedule. how many guys have emerged under him? Isaiah Simmons, even. You know, he's having some decent reps. Thibodeau's is, Thibodeau is Wink Martindale's first guy to ever get 10-plus sacks in his defense. Wow. And he's, at, he's at 12 in 14 weeks. So he could probably end the season with 15. Dude, he could 15 even... 15 sacks. I mean, bro, he could go to 17. I mean, there's a, there's a way. Four but, more games left. I will say this, this past game this that just literally happened against the Packers on Monday Night Football on the 11th, uh, you guys are going to be listening to this on the 12th though, but Adoree Jackson balled his, balled his fucking brains out. Mm-hmm. I think... He's, he's probably going to be gone next year. He, he might be. reasons wise, but... I, I think this is a game that might, like Joe Shane might pull up and be like, okay, I think, ah, oh, fuck. Evaluation. I, uh, I don't want to let him go. Mm-hmm. Like that, that's, that's what we can get out of him. He played, he played fucking well, bro. Perfectly timed, you know, uh, contact and well, well, well locked down coverage in the sense like no one really, no one balled out in, in terms of like, besides Jaden Reed with like some of those like end arounds, but yeah. no one for the Packers that has been the past few weeks 
balled out. Romeo Dobbs had a great game against the Chiefs. Christian Watson against the Lions, phenomenal. Those guys were like... Well, yeah. Christian Watson was out today. He, okay, my bad. But Romeo Dobbs, you know, he stepped up against the Chiefs. But yeah, that, and, that he couldn't, couldn't get that second foot inbounds and that dime from Jordan Love at the end. And, and Jordan Love, I mean... The receivers maybe were just off cue with Jordan Love, but the pass game just... I know when you watch the on, game... They were not on the same page all game. The, and that's concerning down the stretch. I mean, they, they played well the past it's two time weeks. time to be on the same page. And, and as a Packers fan, if you're listening from you know from Green Bay, uh, this is a game that you... Going into this, and as an NFL fan, you're like, okay, this is a win. No offense to you, Logan. But no, like, I really, you're like, oh, this is a nice win for the Packers to collect, to get back into the race, but... As a Lions fan, I was like, fuck yeah, fuck yeah, Giants, <laughs> fuck yeah, Danny fucking DeVito, fucking send him home. And this was, it was nice to see. But we'll get into the schedule, and I'll let you go ahead and take helm on this. We'll go ahead and start off. I Obviously, we know how it started, yeah. but if you want to give them a little review of the past, yeah. honestly, four weeks since the, <laughs> since week 10. Yeah, so, I mean, week 10, we got destroyed at Dallas, DeVito's second start, I believe, so. Whatever. Um, but um, week eleven at Washington, we dominated them that game, thirty-one to nineteen. I think Kayvon a pretty damn good game. Um, obviously Devita was his best game so far. Barkley, of course. Um, and then New England the next week, we went, we scraped away that one, ten to seven. Just gritty a win. Shit game, but you got to win those. High had a good game. Then we went to the bye week on going uh two and zero. Then we came out today and one one or one tonight. So now we're three zero in the last since we since the Dallas loss. So we have some good traction. Um, next week we're at New Orleans. I think we can win that game. Um, Very winnable. I mean, New Orleans is an okay team. Like you guys beat a team that would shit on them. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then week sixteen on Christmas at four thirty at Philly. That's probably a loss, most likely. But <laughs> I mean, a Christmas miracle. Let me. I. I you know. I'm. I. 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 Uh, it, I yeah. I, I think. You know, if Tommy DeVito comes out, I'm just gonna, you know, I'm just gonna say that with that headband, and with Wandell and Saquon by his side, linked up, they're ready to go. They might win if they're on this trend, bro. If they go to, if they go to New Orleans, beat New Orleans. The way Philly's been playing lately, bro, I don't know, cause like honestly, I think the Packers the past two weeks could have beat Philly. Like gee shit, I think they beat the, the Lions and the Chiefs. I think they could have. I think they could have beat Phil and and the Giants beating Maybe. the Packers. I think is a tell that okay they can compete with at least mid to good teams. Philly's trending down right down. now. Yeah. Why not catch them in that? Oh, I'm falling down a little bit. Catch them with a the right hook. They could potentially do that. It's four thirty prime time. This is the prime time game that they actually fucking deserve based on their fucking trend right now, in my opinion. They need to beat New Orleans at one o'clock on, on in Week 15. They need to do it. They need to beat Philly to be able to stay in this, to stay in the race at yeah. least once, and hope for other situations to fall yeah. in their own. They, if they get to eight and nine, there's a chance. There's a fucked up chance. We'll look at standings <laughs> down the line, but it's crazy to say. It's yeah. crazy. You need the NFC South to just shit the bed. You need them to shit the bed. And then after Philly, Week 17, we have the Rams on. Uh... But that's at home. At home, but fuck the Rams. Like those, the Rams and the Saints. Those are two games that we have to. And then week week eighteen is against Philly again at home. That's probably gonna be a loss as well. But who knows? But we have to beat New Orleans and, and the Rams. Those are two teams that are also in it very much. And just, uh, 
I don't know what our chances are. It's a tough. But no matter what, no matter what, we have to win those two games. That'll put us at seven and ten if we lose. If we drop both games to Philly, and is that enough? No, I don't think so. Seven. I mean, it might be. There's all these teams that are six and seven right now. One of them's gonna end up better than. One of them's gonna go on a little tear, but you're also oh, on the tear at the right time. You go to New Orleans, win maybe we just that. Win out. Maybe we just end the, end the season nine and eight. <laughs> you win we'll out. Just win out, yeah. Dude, if Danny DeVito, Tommy DeVito, does <laughs> he picks us to the Super Bowl and just you know wins. what you know you know what if they do that, New York Jeff Shane's gonna be like okay you know what, we we beat Green Bay week fourteen in twenty twenty three I gotta give him a call, I, there's a guy in that roster I need, just in case, and he calls him and like hey, Matt Lafleur put put Matt on the line, <laughs> there's a guy uh, Alex Magoo, uh, we're we're gonna need him over here now, uh. Tom, Tommy's gonna, he's, he's, he's taking the start, you know, but Alex, we're, we're gonna need him. We're, we're gonna need him on the roster because if anyone's around him, they're touching greatness. Two time USFL champion. Two time USFL champion. 2023 USFL MVP. I, 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 I trust that. So right now I'm looking at the NFC standings right now. The Giants currently sit at 12. Okay. The Saints are eleven, so we'll find that out next week. They gotta win. They gotta beat the Saints. That if they lose against the Saints, it's over. It's over. Yeah. And then the Falcons are ten. Just gotta hope they keep losing. The Seahawks are nine. Gotta hope they keep. Both losing. those teams are trending down. And the Rams, the Packers, Vikings. Like ah, fuck, man. You gotta hope the Vikings. There's a chance. Like there really is. There's a fucked up mathematical chance, but they have to. It starts. This is a team like you were saying in the Bucks episode. This is a team that's going week to week here. This is a team that is going week to week trying to, in any way possible, if they have to do it, what they did um, against New England, win a 10-7 game, to do what they just did against the Packers, a 24-22, to do what they did against Washington, 31-19. They need to find that consistency and not resort back to the 49-17 loss to yeah, Dallas. The 30-6 to Vegas. Which, that, that was honestly just when the team was at the lowest. Those the, That three-week stretch after the OT loss to the Jets... That that was demoralizing. So um, the Bucks play the Packers next week, both six and seven. So I'd say I probably need the Bucks to win that, right? So if they keep rising the division. Packers drop. Yes, we have the fucking. Because the Bucks are number one in the division, you're not yeah. gonna overtake the Bucks. You need everyone under the division to leaders to lose yeah. more and more. Let's see what else do we got. You need the Vikings to lose. The Browns play the Bears, so I need the Browns to beat the Bears. I think we're ahead of them anyway, but. I need the okay the Falcons and Panthers play. I, I need a Bryce Young masterclass. And the likelihood of that happening, yeah, you never know. Is yeah, you never know. But I, I think I can safely say that I yeah. know with that yeah. situation. The Panthers are a mess. And then Commanders play the Rams at or yeah, the Rams are at home. I need the Commanders to win. <laughs> and just doing our due diligence, the let's Eagles look play at the Seahawks. The Eagles play the Seahawks coming up on Week 15. And then obviously they play the Giants in Week 16. Then they play Eric. Oh, they have, dude. Ooh, what the, f- dude? Their they schedule. Might out. Yeah, they might win out. That's okay. So they might be locked. So let's actually look at. Let's look at Dallas's schedule. For the rest of the division, yeah. Just they to, have <laughs> Miami this week, right? They have. Where are we at? A Buffalo at Buffalo at Miami, and then Detroit. Ugh. So they have a three-week stretch where they have some good competition and to play. And closing off at Washington, I mean, that's, that's a divisional opponent in their home stadium. 
which you can never sleep on, but yeah. I'm not going to pay that much no, mind because no, no, no. it's Washington. Wait, that's a tough last four game stretch. You need them to at least lose two of these games, yeah. I think. At Buffalo, at Miami, it's the best chances right there. But yeah, for sure, they're probably going to beat. They're I think they're going to beat Detroit uh, yeah, and I Washington. So as well. But I, it's these two, right? Buffalo, Miami. I, I think they'll beat Buffalo. That's two tough matchups. Yeah. And prime to all three of these games are prime time. Oof. And the Washington game might be prime time too if they determine it. Um, but going to Washington, I know they're probably not much, but they're they're four and nine. You still got to keep an eye if they go on a tear too. Just doing our due diligence. Who do they play? If they can just Sam Howell, you need Sam Howell to just ball out. You need. I need him to beat the Rams this week. Yes, you need that too, and the, you also low key do need San Fran to. Potentially take a L. Do you think that... Nah, that won't matter. <laughs> They're already clinched. That don't oh, that's true. Yeah. The leaders don't matter at this point. But you do need Dallas. They're not a leader. Um, the, Dallas and Philly, they, they can win. We won't catch up to them. But, like, it will help in terms of stand-ins, though. Like, it will guess, push yeah. it will push teams down. And if you win... I think if they if they win, it'll push teams down. You know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, if, if Philly wins and Dallas wins, like, Philly's matter. already, like... Pretty much, if they start winning now, like they're gonna lock up, and Dallas is just gonna be oh, consistent yeah, yeah, yeah. too. I'm saying, like in terms of, I guess, like I'm saying, if, let's say Dallas is, like, uh, I don't know. I, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, but like I, I also like that week 18 matchup is probably meaningless. I under, I agree with what you said originally though. But the Commanders probably won't be a factor for y'all. No. It's mainly the Rams. I just need them to beat the Rams. It's the Rams, Falcons, Saints, Seahawks. You need four. You need losses. And Green Bay. You need big losses the rest of this and, year. And Minnesota as well. Which Minnesota? Trending down. They're, they're <laughs> trending. Quarterback. They're trending down because... Pastronaut is dead. Again, we'll get into the in-depth weekly recap of week 14. <laughs> but, yeah, they... I can't wait to talk about that one. Yeah, I can't wait to talk about Josh Dobbs. <laughs> and no the, highlights. No. Zero. That, did they tie? Three to zero. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. God. I didn't watch that game for no, a reason. Wow, why would you, I, I, bro, when, when I saw the field goal, I was like, oh, oh I didn't know it was zero zero the whole game. I saw a tweet, and I was like, it's 0-0 going into the fourth quarter. And I'm like, jeez. I'm glad I didn't want Nick Mullins was taking snaps. Bad look for the Raiders. Yeah, bad look for the Raiders. Bad look for the Vikings. Who won? The Vikings. Oh, God damn it. The, the, come on, shout out to Jeff. But <laughs> come on, the Raiders. Damn it. Um, but I think this is a perfect place to wrap it up. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for tuning into our New York Giants coverage. But Logan, you know, pretty cool. We're starting up this little series, episode three of this. Hopefully, everyone enjoys the episode. More to come, too. More to come, absolutely. Especially on YouTube, mm-hmm. get some more interactions with that stuff. But uh, anything to say about the Giants before we wrap this up? Just Tommy Cutlets. That's it. Tommy Cutlets. And if you can't, you probably you can't see right now, but I'm doing the the Tommy Cutlets touchdown dance. The spice or the yeah, whatever, whatever it is. is. It's the it's the Italian mm. flick. Whatever it's, the fuck it you is want the, to call it. I like that. The Italian flick of the wrist. It's like how you can call Tommy Danny whatever the fuck you want to call him Devito. Yeah, he is pretty much Danny Devito out there. <laughs> <laughs> but everyone out there, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Tea Time Reports. Make sure you tune in to our social media platforms, uh, pretty much everywhere at Tea Time Reports. And subscribe to our YouTube channel and visit our website, teatimereports.com. All support is greatly appreciated. Everyone out there, stay safe. Take care. Peace.